0: Hello, welcome to A dream Experience, Conquer the Chaos. My name is Sean Lowry, and as a father and foreign entrepreneur, I want to give you guys different insights and tools each week from either myself, my wife, or others that will not only help you as an individual, but also as a parent, Conquer the Chaos.
1: And hey guys, my name is Tiffany Lowry, and I co-host alongside my husband. I do wear many hats, and the two that I'm the most proud of is being a mother and a wife. We've had many chaotic moments as a family, but have somehow always managed to conquer the chaos. And that's why I'm excited to be here with you guys to share part of our journey.
0: Yes, guys. Welcome. Welcome. And real quick, like always, guys, make sure you subscribe, like. Um, also, if you want to be part of what we're doing, what we're building with the No Perfect Father, just go to conquerthechaos.net um, and select, what was it the, men- the little in the corner in the menu? Um, just go in there and give you all your information. Or if you just need something a little bit more in depth, you know, I also do one on one coaching um, and that's available also as well on the website and make sure you're part of the community with the uh, No Perfect Parent on Facebook as well. Guys, um, now that that is out the way, I want to introduce someone that, you know, a good friend of mine. He's also part of the nation for those haters out there. Um, but, you know, Daniel, you um, Mr. you know, um, welcome, welcome. I, I, I'm I'm thankful that you're here today, sir.
2: Yes, thank you, man. It's, it's it's an honor to be here, to be you know invited to the podcast. Been watching a few of you guys' podcasts, so it's exciting to to be a part of this. And I just want to say thank you for inviting me. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to, sh- to share to the world, you know, my story.
0: Yeah, appreciate, it, appreciate. It. So what I like to do, you know, I like to do an icebreaker. right? get the nerves out. Okay. <laughs> So, um, my icebreaker for you is what, what is one of the most funniest times? Um, maybe it was just something that, that was hilarious or something that happened, you know, as, um, you know, you being a father, what was, what what was just something that was just hilarious or something that was very memorable for you?
2: Oh man, you want to, you want me to tap into that? (laughs) (laughs) I have to, have to be careful. I don't want to put these boys on blast. (laughs) man um I mean there's there's a lot of funny moments um <laughs> yeah, you don't actually, have to mention
0: names you don't have to mention names <laughs>
2: I'm gonna be careful, yeah i to be careful with this one but i I, I like this story only because um, it, it was just a great laugh and so one of my sons actually he um, was he was interested in doing uh water polo right? Or I suggested for him to go into water polo only because he loves swimming. He loved just doing those things. And um, and so I said, hey, man, you should get into uh, water polo. You know, that, that's a good sport. And so a couple of his friends was interested into it. And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into it. So I contacted the coach at the high school. And the coach was, you know, interested in him getting onto the team. And – um, one of my uh, co-workers, uh, son actually played water polo. So I had him come over and kind of express to him what the rules are. Just kind of get him an idea of what water polo is. Cause you know, not everybody knows what, what the rules for water polo is. Right. So he kind of expressed it and um, and kind of say, Hey, you know, you got to wear speedos and stuff like that. And so express, you know, that's what you got to do. <laughs> so one day, uh, or after all this conversation, uh, we're at the house. And he wanted to try on the speedos. (laughs) And so I said, Hey, you know what, uh, hurry up, try the speedos on, but you know, the social worker is about to come, you know, so hurry up, try them on and then let us, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, go ahead and do what you got to do. So he goes on, tries them on. And the clown that he is, he comes out in the living room and he's just dancing, flaunting, you know, (laughs) his thing. Right. So, um, and at this time, our door, our, our front door is wide open. Okay. And we had this green door on And then I, I was like, I mean, we're laughing. We're doing whatever said, hey, put your stuff back on, man. It's the, the social worker's coming. So for some reason, we're all at the table and we're talking. So he decided to, to, um, have to, to uh, get along in the conversation with us, right? So he's on the chair with his leg up, you know, his, his, <laughs> his, just talking to us and just being stupid, right? And we were in this conversation, we're, we're having this conversation. Next, you know, we kind of lost track of time. So next, you know, we hear a, a knock at the door, and a, oh, <laughs> and it was a social worker, right? Oh my goodness! He jumps up, oh, jets out to his a uh, bedroom, and we're all laughing. You know, we're just hysterically laughing, and we're and I told him, I said, this is what I told you. I told you. <laughs> She's coming. So all in all, I think that was one of the uh, the many uh, moments that we yeah. had that to this day that just cracks me up because yeah. uh, as, as much as you know we try to tell these boys like yeah put your stuff on, your stuff on and they just doing what they want to do and then yeah. when it happens it just it, man, <laughs> it really so yeah so that was uh, I would say that was probably uh, the funniest one of the funniest stories that I have the many uh, stories that I have.
0: Uh, with the boys so <laughs> that's hilarious um yes it is and so now, now that brings me because some people like what social worker what's going on right so <laughs> um so that reminds me um you have a very unique story right um and so i wanted to have you share a little bit of that with us and you know did you always know well actually answer that first and, and you'll probably you'll probably go into it after <laughs>
2: Yeah, so um, I would just say, you know, I'm actually a foster parent. And what was in my heart was, it's actually in my DNA, I should just say. So my aunt, my my family, you know, they've adopted, you know, they fostered. So my family's always been a part of that. And it was always in my heart. And again, like I said, my DNA to do something like this. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, in a perfect world or in, in, in our American society or society, we think of it as get married, have kids and then go into foster care. Right. Um, so at the time, um, um, thinking about doing this and and, and going into it, I actually, actually, let me rewind, let me rewind a little bit. It was actually a place where I was actually coaching basketball. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I started coaching uh, basketball at a young age. I started with the park and rec and then I went into club basketball. And so, and I actually started my own organization, travel organization in the early mid two thousands. And so from there I connected with a lot of, um, you know, kids, a lot of uh, athletes that I, um, that i coached and I've coached, you know, kids that lost parents, kids that are in the system and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it really brought to my heart that I really want to do this sometime in my life. So, with all that, it came to a place where um, I was actually in a relationship, and um, it was presented to us at the time as I was coaching. It says, hey, you know, you guys would be good foster parents. You guys should, you know, go into foster care. And at the time, I was like, nah, you know what? It's something I want to do, but I don't know. We're not ready yet. This is this is not the time yet. So uh, long story short, we broke up. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't do it, right? But what happened was um, that, that gentleman came back to me and says, hey, you know, you can foster as you're single. And so I was just like, I ain't fostering when I'm single. I'm single. Like, <laughs> I want mean, to I'm, 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 I'm join myself, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: And so, but with all that comes, came, uh, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to just put this wall up. I'm not sure. Let me pray about it. You know, let me, let me go back and we pray about it and see what God tells me. Because, um, at the time I wasn't real obedient with God. And at this time I was like, you know what, let me, pray about it and ask God first before I say no. Um, and I know that was in my heart and God was like, yeah, do it. (laughs) You know, you're in a place that to do it, so do it. Mm -hmm. And you know, us as human beings, we're like, I don't know, but, 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 but God, I mean, I I could just go, (laughs) I can have some fun. I'm just by myself. I don't have to answer to nobody. I'm cool. Why? Like, right now? Or how about next year? You know, we just have this, yeah. I don't know that's just me, but I have yeah. these. Like, are I'm you sure? Busy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so at the time it was just like, you know, it was on my heart to do it. And so, um, that's when I just took that leap and just said, you know what, I'm in a good place. I have a house I can get into or that I'm at, that I can provide for, um, um, you know, for kids that are in need. And so that's what I did. So going into foster care, it was more or less a place of, you know, how can I bless, you know, these kids are in need. And so after the fact, you know, having that mindset going in now, that mindset now it's they bless me in my life. They turn my perspective in life because as parents, you know, we, or as a single person, I should say before kids, we think differently. We function differently. We move differently. But then when you have kids, now you got to move differently. You got to think differently, you know, and you got to function differently. So you start looking at the world in different perspectives, you know, things are starting to become more important, you know, politics become more important, you know, all these certain things start to become uh, uh, bigger in in the world because you want to make sure that these kids have the right tools and the right resources and the right love. You know, so I'm probably going off in, in this question, but to start this off, that's really it was really my DNA, it was in my heart, and that's where I got into it. So, um, so yeah, so that's just part of it, man. That's just part of my blood. <laughs> it's in <Yeah>. the blood. <laughs> I like that. No, I like that.
0: Um,
1: so really quick, can you share with us uh, the process of becoming uh, a foster parent and adopting?
2: Yes, yes yes, that's a good question. Um, I know that you know the narrative, I guess I should say becoming a foster parent or a lot of foster parents do it for the money. And so my idea of that was to change that narrative because it's not fair to the kids, right yeah, And so yeah. um, having that idea going into is more or less blessing these kids. again, coming into it is blessing these kids. So, um, there's there's a couple things. The first thing I would say is, coming into this, I was actually prayed up. So I prayed about it, and again, having that type of conversation with God, it was a lot of back and forth, and a lot of justification on my on my end. saying but 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 <laughs> but being prepared, being prayed up, m- making sure that this is something that you want to do because this isn't a test. This isn't something that you go, let me just test it out and see what it what it looks like. You know, and then, you know what? No, I can't do it. I'm I'm done. You know, that's it. This is something that you're actually going to go and you're going to bless these kids or bless, you know, lives and change lives. And you don't want to be wishy-washy. And so my mindset in there is I had to go in it and had to go in there strong with a mindset of this is what I'm going to do. And Mm -hmm. so that process really, the start of it was mainly changing my mindset. And, and to be honest with you, you know, if people even think of it, oh, just do it for the money The you know, the money's good. No, it ain't. <laughs> I don't think there's not what uh, a price range to tell you how much it would take for to raise kids because there's no price of anything, and especially with kids, especially if they're interested into things, you know. So there's really no price to it. So if they say that, oh man, this is good money, this ain't this ain't business, okay? Yeah. Ain't, if you're in it to change lives and 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 to to change hearts and to love someone someone, this is the things to do so the first thing for me was that mindset change right and going into that now we have to get into all the logistics so there's two ways to become a foster parent you can either go through a foster agency or you can actually go through the county um mm-hmm. in my case i actually went through the foster agency okay and so and and I would recommend going through a foster agency only because they will help you and provide you a lot of tools that the county um, I wouldn't say that they're not able to, but because mm-hmm. they're so overworked, you know. And and I'm just speaking of my experience of the social workers I ran into, that they have so many kids um, that they have to look after that. Sometimes you ask a question, it probably you won't get the answer until three four days later. So my suggestion would say, go through agency, go through a foster care agency, go through them because they're, they're quick. They're here to help you. And so that's what really got me off the ground and really got me to understand, um, what the process is. And so becoming a foster parent was actually very difficult. So the first thing they do is they, they put you through a three day training session. And so in this case, they actually came to my house. Okay. And. She actually came to my house and she had a lot of energy, you know, so this this, this, this lady comes to my house, social worker comes to my house, She's a lot of energy, she's like explaining this to me, and it's intense, we're talking, I think we spent about 10 hours, 8 to 10 hours of video, this explaining, and this is the first day, okay, this is the first day, so she's going over all of this, and the videos are, you know, very simple, Oh, you know, what if you get a child that is a different race or a different religion yeah. or at least, you know, different things. And, you know, it, got, it was kind of boring, but at the same time, it was a lot of good information, but it was so much information. It was kind of overwhelming to the place of, um, they started talking about, well, if you're going to get kids, you're going to have to um, change your house. You got to lock up your knives, your alcohol got to go in a cabinet, your medicine got to go in, like all these rules you got to have a certain fire extinguisher in the house, just all these rules and policies. It was like, I don't know if I can even, I can afford to start this up. Like that's a lot of changes in this house that I have to do just to start it. And mind you, I don't have any kids, so I don't have, I don't have beds, you know, I don't have any furniture or anything to even start them if they want to come in my house. So it was like a brand new start for me. So Um that process that first day i looked at her and i was like listen i said i don't know i'm i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to think about this i told her i'm gonna have to pray about this because this is a lot and at that time, she was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that this was so long. It can be a lot of information. Um, but the interview, the conversation I'm having, you you seem like a great person. I really think you. this is a great you know, position for you. Whatever I can do, I can help. I can pay for some of these things. You know, and I'm like, I don't know. Let me just, right <laughs> now, I just got to <laughs> process all of this because this is a lot. This yeah. is a lot. And so at that time, I was like, I ain't doing this. This is too much, This is too much, you know, and just the idea of it. I was like, man, that was a lot. So, so that night, of course, I prayed about it and, you know, God of course softens my heart. And so she calls me back the next day and says, Hey, how are you doing? Is it okay if I come over again? You know? And, and she really, you know, was like trying to talk me into it or talk me down, you know? And so, so she came back. I said, yeah, come on over, you know, I'm still on the, on the fence. I'm not sure yet. So she comes in and at this time, it wasn't even like a training. Now she just basically trying to talk me back into it. (laughs) So so at this time it was like what she can do, what they can do to help me to get through this process. And so I think that was like that first step of, okay, you know what, if you're going to be able to help me with this and you can find beds and just all these other things okay, I, th- I think I'm, I'm good now. I think I'm, I'm, am right. And I think I can move forward with this. So, um, so yeah, so that was the first process. So that, that intense training, you know, stuff like that, yeah, it, just, sure. it was oh, at, the, at the beginning, it was overwhelming, you know? And like I said, I was like, no, I'm cool. I, I, this is not me. And, and just the idea, because especially, you know, for me, you know, in, in, in my generation growing up, it was, what I say is what I say. It's because I said so, right? And so that always stuck to me. And even if, you know, the, the hand raised or the, the fear of it, you know, and that was something that they looked down upon when they're training these, you know, having these training sessions. So that was another thing I had to change in my mind, too, is like, I never parent before, but I know what my parents did is, you know, they raised that in hand or some, I get a pop in the head. And so I knew I couldn't do that. But yeah, what does that yeah. even look like? as parenting, I know it was possible, but what does that even look like? You know, I mean, in our, our culture, it was just, that wasn't something that you, we, you know, we do, it wasn't a timeout or anything like that. It was, you know, Hey, you listen, cause I said, so type of mentality. So I also had to change that mindset too, or, or, or be a, be cognizant of that. Because that was something I knew that I knew I already had patience, but I tell you, when you got kids. You thought you had patience, and y'all can attest to this. <laughs> y'all know y'all can attest to this because you think, oh, I, I got patience. I, nah, you know what? Sure, I told you to go down on you
1: know? that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so I think that too was also something that I worried about. But I knew that, again, being prayed up, being found uh, grounded with that um, mm-hmm. was going to help me through that journey. And so, um, so yeah, so that becoming a foster parent, that process was a little overwhelming. And even still in, in the beginning of when I first got the boys, it was, the idea was, hey, um, when a kid comes over, you're going to be introduced to them. You guys can have an hour together and you guys can talk about, and this was videos, right? This is what the videos they show you in, in this training session. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a pretty cool process. <laughs> And then after that, they'll leave. And then you get to talk with the social worker and ask, and ask questions and say, if this is what you really want. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a pretty cool process. <laughs> that ain't happening. That did not happen <laughs> at all. Okay. So first thing was, I get the boys in my house. I get, you know, the brothers, the bi- biological brothers. I get them in my house. And again, at this time, my head was thinking like, okay, they're coming in and I get to introduce myself and we get to talk. And then they go on their way, and then I get to talk with the social worker, right? So they come in, we introduce ourselves, and the social worker says, oh, why don't you intro- uh, show them their rooms? And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, uh, they're not their rooms yet because we're supposed to have a conversation afterwards. But okay, I can show them potentially the room, but this is what I'm thinking the first day. So I show them the rooms and all that, and so the social worker just puts me on the spot what do you think? And I'm like,
1: <laughs>
2: like, I don't know. I mean, this is my first experience of this.
1: Yeah. So what, what am I
2: supposed to do? You know, what do I say? So um, I was like, yeah, you know, this, I think, you know, this is cool. And she said, okay, kids, go grab your bags. Wait, <laughs> so I'm like, go get your bags. Like it's happening today. And so, um, and so she was so literally they went to go get their bags from the car. They came in, put their stuff on their, in their rooms. And I was just like, Oh, this is happening. This is, this is really happening. I got, I got two boys in my house. Right. So, um, um, but actually let me rewind actually before that, let me rewind a little bit because I, I, I would just, I want to stress how important or how serious foster care is in a sense of the need of foster parents. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: before that, it was the beginning of the month. So beginning of June, um, I started that process of, you know, that training and all of that. And they said it usually takes between six to eight weeks to get approved. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, six to eight weeks, you know, you got to do fingerprinting, got to do all the background checks. You got to do all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, they got to call your references. It's a, it's a long process, right? So, they they were so in need they were like we're gonna we're gonna rush this this process um, because we have two boys that you know that is in need of a home and so mm-hmm. I was like okay you know that's cool you know if we can get this you know rush a little quicker that'll be cool I had the boys in my house literally within less than four weeks in my home I got all of that approved I got my house approved everything up to code less than four weeks and that just tells you at that time the need of foster parents and still to day actually during the pandemic it's a bigger need you know mm-hmm. for foster parents and i only say that not to say you know to to recruit people but to really say not only that our system is jacked up um because kids are are in foster care sometimes they don't need to be in foster care you know it's just because our system and the narratives of things as they put them in foster care because of these certain rules that they have that these kids have to get in foster care. And Mm -hmm. so they put them in these process and for parents to get them back, it's even a harder process for them to get them back. It's not impossible, but it is difficult, I I can say. And especially if you don't have the resources or you're already struggling emotionally and mentally as it is. So Mm -hmm. to get some of these kids back, it's impossible for them or difficult for them. And so what happens is they stay in the system and so the need of homes is, is big, but the process to get foster parents, it should take six to eight weeks. It's supposed to, because we should, the system should go through those right steps. Right. Because yeah. if you think about it, you know, you hear stories in the foster system of, you know, parents doing it for the money or, or whatever it may be. Even the yeah. Netflix, you know, uh, the Netflix thing that they had up about the kid getting killed. That's just sad. Yeah. And it's just because our system, we have a system, but there's, there's adjustments that definitely need to be made. And Mm -hmm. so, um, so with all that, it took me less than four weeks to get the boys in my home. And again, so fast forward now to that day of that first day of these boys in my home, I was like, and the social worker was like, okay, goodbye, you know, (laughs) I was just like, wow, this is, this is really happening. This, the boys are really into my home. And so, um, so, yeah, so that process was just, to me, was, yeah. was intense, overwhelming. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to, to be a part of their lives and actually uh, for them, not only f- for me to bless them, but also for them to bless me in a lot of ways, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's worth it. To me, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, it's, it definitely was a roller coaster, or it is a roller coaster, but it's definitely worth going through that process uh, mm-hmm. for that. Okay.
1: No, I think it's kind of cool how, when you were talking about how you were unsure, how you were going to get all these things, it's like, they provide, I don't know if they still do, but I know you mentioned that they provided some help, like, hey, okay, yeah, we'll help you get, we'll help you do this, or we'll help you do that, so I think that that's really important for people to know, because like you said, that process is overwhelming, thinking about all those different things, so...
2: Yeah. And, and it's good you brought that up because a lot of times they won't bring it up, especially if you're not honest, if you're just like, no, I'm good. No, I don't want to do it. Um, but I, it was more honest of just what I was thinking of like, wow, I don't even have anything and I don't know where it even gets of this stuff. And so that's when they actually came up with these resources. And that was my only thing too, is there's so much resources out there that it's unknown But if you talk about it, they're like, oh, yeah, we have a resource for that. And it's Mm -hmm. important because even now, you know, um, parents that are going into foster system or you know foster care, um, resources are there, but they don't know. They don't know how to ask. And a lot of times the social workers will put pressure on the parents or the incoming parents to say, you need to have this, this and this and this. And you got to have it by in two weeks. If you don't have it, then we can't do the process. But it's like you put the pressure on these parents and then they don't want to do it. You know, and so I think it's important to say that there is help out there, there is resources, and there's actually a lot of Facebook group, you know, groups out there that actually will provide that help too, because a lot of times we don't know. So like, for instance, you know, in, in, in uh, getting beds, you can't just have a bed that's on the carpet or on the ground. you got to have it where it has a bed frame. And so, again, who thinks of it? You know, sometimes you have a bed frame, sometimes you don't. And so, you know, we, we don't think of all those little things, but it's required for them to have it. Um, and so where do we get these things? You know, you can say Amazon, but you start adding that up. That adds up. And you can only have, you know, two kids per room. And so you can't just stuff kids in one room. You got to have the beds, either a bunk bed or, or bed, you know, side by side or whatever. Um, but those, those, those uh, resources are there. And so, in, and in order for you to know that is, it's just really knowing how to ask. Um, and sometimes you can just be straight up with them because a lot of it to And that, and that's why I say with the county versus the, the, the agency, if you go with the county, they're so overwhelmed already. The social worker is overwhelmed with so much other things they're dealing with in a sense of all these other kids that they just want you to do the work, Like right? You do the work when you're done, come back to me and then we can figure it out. Um. And but the, the foster agency, they really helped me in a sense of, okay, if you need this, I can get it from here. Let me call some of my foster parents around that I have and see if they have any extra beds or extra landings or extra, you know, this and extra that. And they actually, you know, help with that too as well. So mm-hmm. that's another, you know, great thing about the agency is they have that resource because they have parents, you know, in the same boat and they know what it takes to get parents. So they're very supportive on that. And, um, definitely ask those questions. If you're thinking about becoming a foster parent and you feel as if you're getting pressured, definitely, you know, uh, um, give, give those questions. Even And even if you want to ask, just be honest with your situation. And I think if people just become honest with their situation and don't try to be like, Oh yeah, I have all these things, but just be honest. It's like, look, I don't have a cabinet to put my knives away because you have to put your knives away. You can't just have it out. So that's another inconvenience as you're cooking you're thinking, where the heck you go? oh. Let me go get the lock, you know, and lock these knives. Right. And so, you know, little things like that. It's, oh, let me just go and run and grab, you know, some some Tylenol because I have a headache. No, you got to go get the lock and you got to unlock your cabinet. So all these little things you didn't think of, um, but they will provide those resources. And they'll give you that help too to, to, to get those things. Yeah. So, so,
0: so it sounds like then that, the, <clears throat> excuse me, it sounds like the agency gives more support and the county obviously because they're overwhelmed and stuff like that um and that which is great did you also have the support from like your family and friends as well
2: good question that is another thing too so um before or in the process of, of of going through you know becoming the foster parent and going through the background checks and all that i did present it to my parents my sister my brother Um, you know, my friends, my close friends, you know, that I'm with um, because I knew they were going to be my help and my support too, as well. Mm -hmm. And so I know going into it, there was going to be some resistance or the idea of why are you doing this? You know, that's, that's Mm -hmm. crazy. You know, why would you do that? But they all knew my heart and they all knew what my intentions were. And so they were very supportive and, that is probably one of the biggest things that helped me get through the journey and get through the process of parenting and going through that. Um, Because there was times when, um, you know, if a kid gets expelled, where do they go? You know, you can't take off work, or if you already took off work because you got to go pick up another kid, what do you do in these situations? And so when you have that support where you can take them to your parents' house, or if you can take them to your friend's house, um, you know, for they can watch them, whatever it may be, that support really helped me uh, through that process uh, when it came down to a lot of things, especially when you got um, uh, jumped into with two boys and then the third one, and, you know, three months later. And so that was another thing, you know, was um, having the two boys was just enough in itself trying to uh, 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 go through that uh, process. But at the same time, is when Um, The third one came along and it wasn't in the sense of I was looking. It was just to a place where because I was a coach and um, I was around a lot of that, I knew this kid and he was in the system. And because he was in the system, the house that he was at actually um, got taken away. And Mm -hmm. so the the social worker, you know, called me up and says, hey, I know, you know, this kid, you know, do you want to do you want to take him on? I know you have the two already, but, you know, I hate to see him go to another home. Um, and I, I, just want to give you the opportunity to, to, to you know, to at least, you know, take them if you want to take them. And, you know, without hesitation, I was like, you know what, I know a kid, the kids hung out with them in the summertime. I said, let's, let's take them in. I can't see him going somewhere else. And so I did. And I knew that was a lot. And usually I'm like, you know, let me, let me, let me talk to God quick. But I knew that, um, um, after getting him, it was also a blessing as well. And, you know, praying through it afterwards, of course, getting through that process, but, um you know having three boys um at at an age where oh let me actually rewind here's another thing so when i first got them they told me there was a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old okay and at the time you can actually pick what kind of kid you want you can get down to the the eye color if you want right you can say i want a kid that is you know white dark skin black whatever you want the nationality and the religion you can get to that to that um, very detail the problem is is then you're going to be limited you're not going to get you know the kid that you really want or in a sense of the physical look right mm-hmm. so at this time um i was just like you know what i just want kids that are already going to school you know i was like the youngest maybe second grade i go but you know as long as they are in, in in grade school and i don't have to change no diapers I'm good, you know. <laughs> so, so they're like, okay, okay. And I go, and I also said, I don't want teenagers, yet. I, I want them, you know, before they're teenagers. And so they said, okay, so well, we got a nine year old and a 12 year old. And I was like, oh man, 12 year old. I was like, well, that's just right there, you know. So I was like, you know what, okay, let me, you know. And at this time, I was like, all right, let's, you know, that's okay, let's go in and do it. I'll, I'll, I'll check them out. And again, in my head, it was like, we'll talk about it, we'll see what it looks like. Um, but again, they, you know, they just dropped them off basically. Here you go. Yeah. not knowing a week later was his birthday. <laughs> so wow. they did that to me. They said he's a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. They weren't lying. They sure weren't lying. <laughs> but he turned 13 in a week. <laughs> so I was like, Y'all got me a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he taller than me. You know, he got <laughs> 10, 5'9, 5, 5'10. I was like, and he taller than me. I said, man, y'all got, y'all gonna give me some work here. Uh, but, but the funny thing is, is they, they have to be, I want to say transparent. They just, they can't tell a lie. And so with that, they said, yeah, the nine-year-old in the 12-year-old. And I guess, I I guess, again, you got to ask those right questions. When did you turn 13? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think that's what they were trying to be like, just say 12 and then keep it moving. Like, don't say nothing else. Um, but all in all, you know, again, it was a blessing, you know, to for him to be a part of the family. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, definitely the process of getting him through the teenage years and yeah, the support yeah. of my friends, you know, my family, you know, and even, and even the church, you know, yeah. uh, so relevant. So, yeah. so here, here's a story I got for you actually. Um, and this is actually pretty funny. So, I actually was going to, I went to Relevant once, right? And this was when they were at the, the, the theater off yeah. of, uh, at the Plaza, the Riverside Plaza. Okay. So I get there and I heard Jonathan preach and I was like, you know, this is, he's cool, you know, but we're at a theater. Like it's weird. Like it's different. You know, I don't know about yes. this. So I was like, well, let me go keep searching around, searching around. And this is before I had the voice, Okay. So this, at this time, I was just trying to find a church, a local church. Yeah. And yeah. so, I happened to run across somebody. Actually, it was at my my best friend's uh, uh, wedding, and um, the preacher there actually um, saw me, and um, we were talking. We just happened to talk after the reception, and we just started talking about church for some reason. And he was like, "You know what church you should go to?" And I was like, "Which one? You know which church should I go to?" He goes, "There's a church called Relevant. They have it <laughs> at the theater." And I was like, "I've been there," and I was like. No. <laughs> I go, it was cool, but it was a, it was a, it was a theater. I don't know. It was kind of weird. And um, he was like, no, brother. No, brother. You got to go back. Just trust me, man. Just go back. You're going to be blessed, man. Go back. Brother Jonathan, man, Pastor Jonathan there, he's he's awesome, man. I was like, all right, I'll give him another try. I'll give him a try. So sure enough, I started going there. And um, actually, I got the Easter, you know, little thing. And so I started going there. And, um, and then from there, I was like, you know, this is a cool. This is a cool little church. I like the vibes. I like the people here. But at this time, I was going in and coming out. So I was kind of sneaking in, sneaking out, giving my little hellos and kind of going in and out. So then I get the boys. And at this time, it was just the two, right, the beginning. And when I walked into the church, uh, uh, Brother Kevin, Kevin Bagingo, right? I'm going to call him out. I'm going to say these names. I'm going to say these (laughs) names. He came up to us and he was like, hey, I see you guys, these boys here, you know? And he's like, we have a youth group, you know, that they could be <laughs> interested in. And I'm thinking, I've been coming here for almost two months. said to me. And all of a sudden I got these boys and now you wanna to talk to me, right? So I was like, I see how it is, I see how it is, right? But actually from that day on, the boys loved the church. They, they love the fact that they were authentic. It was just, you know, just true. Just, I don't know what it was. It was just, they just loved it. And so from Mm -hmm. that day on, man, the support from the church. And honestly, there's some days I would call some of the youth leaders when, you know, the boys were going through their, their, their mental crisis. And they will pick them up and just spend a day with them. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you if if it wasn't for them, uh, a man, I, I really don't know where I would be. So the church uh, uh, and you even be part of the life, Sean, um, and, and pouring into him. I know you poured a lot into Danny at one time and um, and that really blessed him a lot. So, um, so, yeah, so I would just say, man, the church was definitely uh, a place of support and helped a lot in that part of it. So definitely get a support group. I will definitely say, definitely make sure you yeah. have support. And, and, and honestly, I can't speak for everybody in a sense of like they will. Um, mm. But my thing is if, if you don't have support, you know, find find a church home that will, would actually help support you. Because I think that really got me over that, that those, those, those hunts, man. And those, those, those hard yeah. days where there's days, I'm not gonna be honest, there's days where I'm like, I can't do this, right? Yeah. This is too much. This is too much. And so, um, but getting through that, that support and even to pick up a phone call and call your friends or, or call your parents, you know, and, and your sister and your brother, you know, and, and they can help you through the process um, is definitely key to uh, working through this because the, the trauma that these kids have been through, we will never, and even if you were a foster kid and you're becoming a foster parent or whatever, you can relate, no one can relate to someone else's pain in the way that they're going through it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's what they're going through is what they're going through. But you can always be there to support them because if you have those similarities, um, you can help support them and get them through those those crises or those 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 trauma uh, trigger moments. Yeah. And when you have those people around you that's surrounded around you that's, that has those experiences and they can talk to them at a level that they understand, mm-hmm. man.
1: Yeah,
2: changes lives.
0: I love it. (laughs) it. What, what, um, what I want to do because there's there's so much good information, so much, (laughs) and we we still have, I still have some more questions I want to dive into. (laughs) Okay. What I'm going to do, guys, because I know people's attention span is terrible. So (laughs) I'm going to do, we're going to do a part two. Okay. We're going to do a part two. So we're just for you guys because I again I know people's attention span. Um, also, though, before you guys go, like, oh, okay, well, that, that's cool. No, next week as well, because I will post this the second half of it, he has an announcement, so you definitely don't want to miss this amazing announcement. I don't want to, I don't want to give it up, I don't want to yes. give it up. Yes, but sure. um, so we will be back. Um, was it the, the second one, part two, will be next week as well. Um, so really quick, before we get out of here, guys, just remind you, parents, to keep being an inspiration. Never downplay the impact that you have for your loved ones so you can conquer the chaos. See you guys next week for part two.